0: Man. From Italy.
1: hatman's from Italy aside. Hello, everybody. I'm ELH, the Game Master. And welcome Luigi. to... Oh, my God. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to such oh no, 7. Oh,
0: evil twin!
1: Oh, my God. See what it's I have to deal you. with, chat? I, I try to run a respectable stream, and then these people just come in and go, haha, you think you're doing anything? Fuck you. <laughs> um, I can't yeah. breathe, ELH.
2: I'm having
0: Good.
1: trouble good maybe you'll maybe you'll hyperventilate and then you'll die and then you won't interrupt Shut my up. games anymore
2: <laughs>
1: no i love you continue Dark. being you um anyways yes session seven season one of euthenia um don't really have any announcements because uh, it's been a while so let's just go around and do introductions and uh we'll get started proper so Kevin, if you want to take it away yeah, hey guys. Uh I'm Aaron. I'm playing
3: Captain Williams, the human captain of the Euthynia. Um also look look out for me in an upcoming uh Super Mario RPG being run by ELH. I'm playing Waluigi. I'm not though. That's it. I was gonna a, say, do I get a, a say, a say in this? That's a joke.
4: Bring it back. Not back. a very
3: good one. But you know You're the, you know, the Game it...
0: Master? And you think <laughs> that gives you power over us? <laughs>
4: next isn't, isn't me
3: it's
5: you
4: okay i hi everybody i'm watney uh i play commander Arzu deco the empath uh, executive officer
5: mm-hmm. are we That's going it. across or are we going down yeah i don't, I don't know, know what's, what's happening, happening. We're, 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 zigzagging.
4: Know.
5: <laughs> we're zigzagging so it's me yes yeah. everybody knows me i'm dag and uh yeah uh freshly off the heels of getting married uh we're back to game i am euthenia's uh resident chief medical officer and edosian, uh dr ray razib Uh, and i don't know about the rest of you but i can confirm that watney exists in real life because she was
4: there or when she's not a hologram was a Watney? um are you sure i don't
5: know
0: you could have been all learning. that proves is you're both really believable AI.
5: <laughs> yes. That's what I've been told.
0: I mean, that's that's where I'm at. So, <laughs> yeah. And speaking well, of bingo places, it's my turn.
4: So, and I can confirm, too. Well, hold that, up. We got to get our bingo square. Is a <laughs> Matt, real
0: person. <laughs> <square>. oh, <it's laughs> the Matrix
4: rise of black. Anyway.
0: Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Dear Wolf, Dear Wolf 88 on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, I am playing with, I wait, Commander? It's been a hot second. Commander. Oh, so <laughs> Um, also, I will be playing Mario in an upcoming uh, Mario Brothers RPG. Hello, Woo-ha! Uh Run by our illustrious game master Elh, uh, battling the evil Aaron playing Wario. Luke, Wario and uh, our fellow Matthew will be playing my fucking sidekick uh, Toadstool. So very excited!
6: Why I would you? It was be why Bowser, I, but okay.
0: What? You know. Why would you cast him as Toadstool? Make He'd make an out excellent out Bowser. It's because it's hilarious. Because he's gonna also Is play he? Bowser. He so, just has two hats. He's got the mushroom hat, and then he puts on a Bowser mask when he's playing Bowser.
3: Quickly, quickly before Matthew. You said he's playing Toad so is he playing Princess Toadstool, or is he playing Toad?
0: Yes.
6: Thank you. Matthew, take it away. I just want to leave. I just want to leave the call, but okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Matthew. Um, I play Vizeth, who is a native to the Delta Quadrant, who has joined on with the crew of uh, the Euthenia, He is a tactical slash intelligence officer. And uh, yeah, let's go, let's Let's, let's let's end this introduction.
5: But if you want to talk about Matthew leaving Euthenia, feel free to hit me up at Trek Nexus.
1: (laughs) There we go, there's the bingo square. (laughs) All right, well, uh, usually we have somebody in the players do the opening log, but since we're on a special three-parter, I thought that, you know, I'd take this one. So, get the music playing and Commander Rash's voice comes over the scene. Chief Engineer's personal log, supplemental. I've been asked to do the impossible. I have less than 24 hours to strip mine an alien craft, build a super weapon, stuff Dorothy into an exocomp, and get the Euthenia ready for a fight against impossible odds. In short, a uh, typical Tuesday. I had been saving a special quintuple blend of my preferred coffee, in case I ever needed to tap into the same caffeine-induced brilliance that allowed me to make the new hull plating back at Daystrom. Seems I'll need to use it a little earlier than I thought I would. May Q have mercy on my soul and my liver, and may Razeeb actually give me medical clearance to use it, I'm still going to, even if he says no, but not having a doctor breathing down my neck would really help the miracle-working process. Oh, and uh, before I turn off, uh, Dorothy, make a note somewhere that when I crash after all this, that I'm not to be disturbed for the next week. End log. And with that, we are going to see the starfield shift to see the Euthenia next to the wreck of what once was a Vergeron ship, and we see a multitude of craft small craft, little worker bees, little strike craft, everything going between the Euthenia and the derelict that they are salvaging. And we zoom in on the Euthenia through the hull until we arrive in sickbay of the Euthenia, and currently seated in the main office, uh, seated at the corner with that nice sort of window that overlooks sickbay is Major Razib, Commander Rash, and Commander Stetko. And Commander Rash is just finishing her report on what the status of everything is. So, uh, Rash sort of looks between Stetko and Razib and says, well, uh, uh sorry, uh, the, uh, the super weapon, the wave motion gun, whatever the hell we're calling it at this point, I can get it out and I can get it into the Euthenia Within six hours, but uh, let me put it to you this way: um, we run the risk of blowing some of the computer cores, and we also run pretty much—well, let's just say people on deck nine aren't going to be very happy uh, once we fire this thing. Uh,
0: Commander, I mean no disrespect in my interruption, but I believe I have a workaround for your
1: um, Wait, how are, you how are you here? How are you here, I was going to say. How are you here? I just walked in. I just walked like, in. By you're still on the seat? escort. No, you're still on the escort. Holy totally entering the scene. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, fine. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't teleport across space. No.
4: He... Did you just hear something?
5: I pressed the wrong button on the tricorder again. <laughs> I didn't even know that just... was recorded in there.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's always an emergency Sarus hologram. Didn't you know? He He programmed it the first day he was here.
5: That explains a lot of my encounters.
1: Anyways. Um, um yeah.
4: Well, it's it's good to know it's possible. I can't help but think we might just have to take the risk. Uh but speaking of risks, Razib, I'm gonna need to know if this miracle brew is safe. We can't do this without the chief engineer.
5: Oh well yes, of course it's safe. It was based on a biomolecular protein chain that I dug up out of the replicator for just such situations. <laughs> um, I do need you to know that, uh, Commander, um, your your axons may experience mild cerebrotempular flux uh, from this much caffeine. Caffeine's, caffeine, you have a caffeine variant native to your home world, right?
1: I do, yes.
5: OK, good. Um, But yes, otherwise, um, you know, in in, with the exception of things like caffeine induced anxiety disorder, sleep disorder, uh, related disorders, not otherwise specified, insomnia, fatigue, drowsiness, uh, mild dysphoria. And in one case,
1: Barclays protomorphosis syndrome, you'll be fine. Well, I mean, except for that last one, I'm already experiencing those symptoms, so no change. I will mark you as approved for duty.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Just how high is the risk? Yes, let me see.
1: Did you see You said you are experiencing all of
4: these, Rush?
1: Well, well, yeah, I mean, I I have the whole insomnia thing, the the whole, you know, I, I don't get the sleep, except I fall asleep at the drop of the... Am I am I hallucinating here? Wouldn't surprise me.
4: I just worry about this potentially making things worse, and we can't afford to have you out of commission.
1: Oh yeah, that's um, yeah about that. Ah, uh, if I do drink this, and she holds up her thermos of special cold brew, if I do drink this, I'm gonna be on for probably about two and a half days but immediately following that, I am going to be literally comatose for about a week.
5: Thank you for the reminder. And uh, Razib will pick up a hypo spray and he's programming it for what seems to be an extended period. And then he presses it to uh, Rash's shoulder and she feels a mild injection. It is a transporter beacon just in case you get lost.
1: That's um, that's good thinking, Doc. All right. Well, first cuff's best shared with friends. So... Um, and starts... you've had this before. Well, yeah. that's how I invented the uh, special hole plating that we're currently using.
4: Okay. So there's at least precedent that this doesn't turn out in a long distance court martial of some kind.
1: Frankly, I'd be impressed if Starfleet court-martialed anyone about coffee usage? I mean, the whole Beta Quadrant runs on Ractogino.
5: I wish that was a lie.
1: Oh. And she unscrews the thermos, uh, pours herself in the cup of the thermos, and then grabs a glass from Razeeb's desk, pours a cup for Stetco, and goes to beating the Vergeron, or whatever the hell it is we're actually doing out here these days.
4: Is Raziv like kind of monitoring? Getting ready. Her? Okay. All right. Uh, Sekka will wait to drink hers until she's certain that (laughs) that Rash is okay.
1: So Rash takes a sip, and it's like pretty much every show ever where the moment the kemal enters the body, the eyes just immediately just go to pinpricks. And then seconds later, Rash sits up a little bit straighter. She looks around and says, I see purple. I can taste purple. Wait. Purple. That's the wavelength that the wave motion gun uses. If I were to calibrate it and run it through the secondary... I need a pad. Somebody give me a pad. Somebody, for the love of all that is holy, give me a pad.
5: Rizv will hand over a pad, look over Rips out at... the
1: pad and just starts furiously typing away and mumbling to herself. Alright, so if I do that and and align the EPS... Rizv will
5: I'll... look over at Stedko. She's fine.
4: Alright. Uh, Stetko will... Take her sip of it. All right, Why like, don't you hold uh, me? <laughs> okay, i well, we're gonna
1: find out. Uh, fitness medicine, difficulty of one.
4: Oh no! And if you roll
1: two complications on this, it will be extremely funny.
6: It is. It's a delightful experience. You should enjoy it as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> fitness what? Fitness
1: right. medicine. I know your and power I, stats. Is this a? Is this a? Games um, of chance.
4: <laughs> Please.
1: I mean, It's perfect. Sure. It's the only
4: time I'm es- ever
1: going to use it. Escape Why and avoidance. <laughs> I was going
5: to be like, can I assist?
1: No, nah, oh, okay. she uh, she actually crit Very nice. So you actually get a momentum from that, which I think brings you up to two. Okay. So uh, Stetco, the best description I can give that would make sense to Watney, the player, is um, you're in college. You're doing an all-nighter. You have to stay up. You've slammed maybe about three energy drinks, but you don't have the jitters. You have just enough awareness to stay up through the all-nighter and get to the test and then crash.
4: Woo! okay. Five hours? Five days? What'd you say?
1: Uh, I mean, I can have it done in six hours, but I mean, I'd really like 12 or 24 and wait a second. But how
4: long until you pass out?
1: Uh, I've got two and a half days, but but wait a second. Okay. if hold on, and she starts, I need another pad. Somebody, I and she just steals one from Razib and just goes okay. And now she has two pads in her hand. Uh, you, you know
5: they have each a kill a quad. There's nothing that you could do on either. Never mind.
4: I I think Stekka would kind of like usher her off the bio bed, mm-hmm. and kind of like kind of like invisible hand her towards the door. Okay, time let's time to go to yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: engineering. She, she starts wandering out of sick bay and almost bumps into the uh the pylon next to the door but goes to the door that proper.
4: Steering her.
1: Now,
5: before before the door closes on them, Razib's gonna rush to the door before it closes. Commander, I'm going to be syncing the uh the effects of this with your um tricorders. Um you you literally have
4: sixty hours.
1: Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, wait a second, sixty hours—that's exactly the amount of time I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, did you want to stay and say something to Razib Stetko before I transition?
2: Mm-mm. Okay,
1: all right, because we are going to now transition back to the away team that is mm-hmm. still currently uh, floating out in space, deciding what to do about. Oh, I don't know what Vizeth's doing with the. Okay, roll twenty. Calm down. Calm down. Okay.
3: Um, we're not play- If I didn't know any better, I'd say we were playing Mario and he got a star. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say that's actually kind of
0: impressive. Actually, flashing
6: between zero and thirteen.
1: Okay. So All right. Like I think I fixed in
6: temporal it. Temporal phase going from alive to dead. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and back again. Interesting. All right. Schrodinger, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's Yeah. Apparently. Anyways, uh, you three have just gotten off the call with High Chancellor Bob. Uh, and his unnamed uh, Demith associate, their counterpart. You did never. I actually went back in the VOD and checked. You never got the name of the Demith leader, but you did know that High Chancellor Bob was working with the SO.
3: Russ, can you perform a long-range scan? I'd like to see if they're starting to mobilize even a little.
1: But of course, Captain. And I will perform a long range scan. Cool. Give me a uh, reason science difficulty of one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you would have a focus, yes. Reason and
2: science.
1: Everybody says. Would it be no, an assist by the shuttle? Uh, yeah, actually, the shuttle would assist. Uh, the Shakaras Escort will assist with the sensor science. You already have the two successes, which is great. Which would put you up to three momentum by my count. Right. Sensors. Ciencia. All right. Another success. You're up to four momentum. Very nice. So, yeah. So, Russ, what you're seeing is that the Demith are currently undergoing a large exodus, or at least... A lot of the ships are coming in and landing very, very steeply into the planet. Like they are just askewing all normal safety protocols. Um, the SO are doing a little bit of the same thing, but they're slower at it. Um, the SO have a lot more ships. They have a lot more, shall we say, special requirements due to the nature of their homeworld. So they are mobilizing, but they're not as fast as the Demev. Okay.
0: I will explain this to the captain.
3: Good, good. And I think at that, Williams will turn to Veseth. Veseth, what can you tell me about your people's fleet doctrine, tactics, anything that might be able to help us delay them beyond using a weapon of mass destruction?
6: Very little beyond overwhelming force would have any effect on my people. They are dogged in their pursuit of any objective. Tactical doctrine is fluid and mutable, much like our own genetic coding. It adapts to the nature of the situation. Once they encounter us, i do not know how they will react to your technology or your tactics. You are an unknown force in this quadrant.
0: But what do your people fear, Vizeth? All species, all creatures, all creation fears something even the most presumed perfect of them
6: fear is merely electrochemical signals and secretions within the brain largely it has been eliminated when it is unnecessary
0: then when for your rational thought. is it necessary
6: there is one thing that we fear commander but it would not avail you
0: but what is it?
6: He actually seems to look off into the distance, and he pulls up the uh, sensor readings of the black hole that uh, has been detected inside the system that was producing some sort of uh, radiometric signature that was psychologically influencing the people on the, uh, the eso homeworld. I do not have a name for this fear, my people my people have never thought to circumscribe it or define it. It is beyond such things. As I said, it will not avail you. You Very cannot exploit it.
0: Seth. Very interesting indeed. Hmm. So Russ will turn back to his console and keep working.
3: Are you entirely certain that they'll be opposed to any sort of negotiation?
6: They came here with the explicit intention and under orders to eliminate these two species and take control of this sector. They will not be amenable to conversation despite your obvious diplomatic acumen that you've demonstrated in engaging with the Demith and the Esso, Captain. Captain, if I may ask, have you ever been in a war? I have. What was the nature of the enemy that you fought?
3: We were engaged with a species called the Klingons for five of our years in an extremely destructive war that cost millions of lives on both sides. They were, at the time, consumed and committed to our total destruction. They demanded to be fought. And while it's not Starfleet's primary purpose, we quickly adapted to that mindset I spent the first well I spent the early years of my career learning to survive and then learning to thrive in a war zone.
6: I hope that you have not forgotten how to do so.
3: For us it's killing isn't arbitrary. It isn't rational. It's something that you do because you're forced to. You don't have a choice. And it's never something that you walk away from. You carry that with you for the remainder of your life.
6: A sort of flicker of aggrievement passes over his face as near as you can find a a comprehensible emotion, and he turns back to you and says, my people kill as a science. It is objective, it is clean, it is calculating. If you cannot show that same kind of detachment, they will kill you.
0: And at that statement, you will hear a chuckle from Saras, not a callous chuckle, but more of a chuckle of surprise at that statement. Veseth, I believe you have not heard the captain clearly in what he was speaking of. Just like all creatures and all living beings have something they fear, there are also and is something that is universally loved, that is existence itself. And when that existence is threatened, even the smallest of creatures will fight for its life with great purpose. We are not small creatures, and we also do value life. Fear not, we shall succeed.
6: You would be surprised, Commander, at how the instinct for self-preservation and endurance can be so easily overridden by psychological conditioning and genetic manipulation. My people do not fear death as you have implied. I have seen men and women and children emulate themselves for the benefit of my society simply because they are programmed to do so. When you look on my people, you should not think of them as human beings or Haitians, I believe is your species. They are very much machines following a prescribed program.
0: So Russ will lean back at that statement, bring a finger to his lip, just tap it a few times. Then we should treat them like a virus. And what do we do with viruses? We delete them. And then he will turn back to his console and continue. And I
3: think at that statement, you'll see the captain shake his head slightly. It says, all life has an intrinsic value to my people. It's a thing to be nurtured and cherished. differences between species to species culture to culture for the most part for us is something to be celebrated but i don't want you to misunderstand me please don't take my value of life and my willingness to put myself and my crew in harm's way for others that have no prior relationship with us as weakness For my people have found it to be a source of remarkable strength. But also, I'm a pragmatist. And I understand that in order to wage a conflict, dare I say a war, you need two types of will. You need the will to kill, and you need the
1: will to die. If I might interrupt real quick, Mm -hmm. the moment you say the will to die, I'm going to spend two threat to create the complication that, and Saras, you're going to see this because you're on sensors, the miniature black hole has stopped emitting the radiogenic field and instead is beginning to grow. Now, for those of you that are not science savvy, black holes don't do that. Black holes don't suddenly decide to stop emitting radiation and, of all things, growing without the absence of a feeding material. It's growing at a steady rate, but it's not going to like take over the system anytime soon. But it is still growing. At the same time, as a little gravitational wave kind of rocks the escort, we very briefly go back to one of the hallways of the Euthenia, where Commander Stetko is. And Stetko, um, I'm going to let you interpret this uh, in character however you wish, but you get the most, how to say this, you experience the worst dread you have ever experienced in your life and possibly will ever experience in your life. It is so powerful that if you're walking along, you have to stop and rest a hand, steady yourself on the wall. you know, maybe maybe you start to have anxiety, anxiety attacks, things of that nature. But I'm going to let you decide what that means and we're going to have Razeeb come find you in a moment. But uh, returning to the Escort, I want to see what you all do before we do that scene between Stetko and Razeeb.
3: Scan that singularity. Why is it expanding? One moment, Captain. I
0: will... Oh, why is it expanding? And Rust looks... he's been a little, I guess, almost indignant, but now he looks worried. Um, Reason science? Try and discover? You can.
1: Uh, I'm going to tell you it's going to be a difficulty of four Um, and I would also tell Vizeth that you know why it's expanding you know what this is I'm going to go for it alright
0: I spent some momentum
1: yep I saw you spent the three Mm -hmm. yolo wow okay that's already seven successes Uh, (laughs) if you want to roll reason (laughs) science on the ship Let's go, Captain. Reason science that ship. Uh, and after a mean roll like sensor that, science or sensor science, yeah. And after a uh, after a roll like that, I'm I'm thinking either you're getting another crit or it's gonna be a complication because that's how ro- you know that's that's how we roll here. <laughs> yes. All right. So bringing it all together, uh, that's three momentum and one complication. So the good news, well, sort of good news, I guess? Question mark. Anyway. Um, the black hole seems to be shunting matter and material from another plane of existence, similar to how subspace is a subplane of the material universe in Star Trek. It's mm-hmm. shunting material from a different plane. Um, that's the good news, so you know why it's growing. Okay. The bad news, um, before I introduce the complication, let you ask your question, etc., The bad news is it's a plane that you've never, or at least there's been no logs in Starfleet's history of this plane. Like, it is a layer of subspace or something below subspace that has never been encountered before. I
0: get a free question. You do get a free question. All right, I have a long shot here. (laughs) I have a long shot here. I just want you to hear me out. I have to court. Um, you remember that? Remember that advice that was given by a certain Ignatrix? Mm. I would Hasn't like reached you yet. I would okay, all right, fair enough. I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Mm. Just keeping in mind. mind, I know. Okay, yep, just keeping in mind. Um, I would like to know: is there a way to reverse what's happening? Do my is it? Do I have enough information to put together a a counter? counter Subspace thing, yeah. Send somebody to counter it.
1: I would say it's kind of that or LaForge problem where in a few episodes, I think he actually does it in a couple episodes, where Captain Picard says to Geordi, Geordi, I need you to do X. And then Geordi comes in at the end of the episode and says, well, we can do it, Captain. It's going to take a team of about 500, and it's going to take so-and-so many years, but we can do it. And then Captain Picard goes, oh, we already fixed it, Geordi, sorry. And Geordi just throws up his hands in disgust and goes back to engineering and rants about how his time was wasted. Kind of the same situation here, where if you had the time and resources, you could do it, but you don't have either. Well,
0: Captain, I, I understand what it is. But at the same time, that does not give me any, how do I put this? It does not make me feel better about the situation. It appears this black hole has become a white hole of some kind, but it is spilling out or spitting out a layer of subspace that we have no record of. This is a completely new phenomenon.
6: I think at that, you actually hear something equivalent to a scoff from the Zeth. You don't know what this is. None of you do. You're stumbling about like children in the darkness. Captain. And he turns back to Captain Williams. I've already told you that we should leave this area of space. We have warned the Demith and the SO. We should regroup with your vessel, blunt the assault from my people and depart. Under normal circumstances I would
3: disagree is this would be a fascinating subject for scientific study but given our current circumstances time to study this is a luxury we don't have i'm going to lay in a course back to the euthenia uh gm and engage
0: at full impulse all right permission to launch a class three probe so that i at least gather some information on this phenomenon as we are departing
6: granted no I would recommend against that, Captain. For what reason? You shouldn't disturb it. Disturb what?
3: If you can't give me a good reason not to do this.
6: I don't know how to describe it. But there is a force at work. You are not dealing with a natural phenomenon. Well, I've I've gathered that. Black holes don't tend to pop up. Then, do not disturb it.
1: And here's the complication. Right at that moment, Saras, another wave comes across the ship, and this time all the sensors get shorted out. I mean all the sensors on the escort get shorted out. But as you're wondering what to do about that, we are going to transition over to Stetco, who will be joined very shortly by Razib. But again, you know, Stetco, you, you felt the first wave was mm-hmm. not the most pleasant thing in your life. How are yeah. you uh how you
4: re- reacting to that? Uh so she feels the dread and it's so intense that it she becomes nauseous and um doubles over in the hallway actually um bracing herself against the wall. And she kind of like does the mental checklist that she usually goes through whenever she did, feels something like this and Kind of concludes it's certainly not from the coffee, she drank. Although it might not be helping the stomach situation, <laughs> and so yeah, she just becomes sort of clammy with the sensation. She taps her com badge. Stuck out a bridge.
1: This is bridge. Go ahead.
4: I need uh, i need an ETA or give me a location on the escort.
1: Captain is currently headed on the way back. Uh, Oh, uh, Brace, sir, we've got a second wave incoming. And then another wave hits the ship. This time, it's weird. You literally switch tacks. You go from dread to euphoria. Hmm.
4: I would imagine she's still kind of like physically kind of doubled over just from the roller coaster. Um, She's probably still in contact with the bridge. Wave of what?
1: Uh, That uh, miniature black hole in system is throwing off gravitational waves, ma'am.
4: Okay. Um,
1: Are are you all right? Should we send somebody to to check in on you, ma'am? Are you all right?
4: I'll find Razib. Um. And then she says uh, Seko
1: to, to Rash. And Rash answers, but if you just want to imagine the ravings of a madwoman, you understand some of the words that she's saying, but you can't really get a coherent word in, if that makes any sense. Like, she just keeps mm-hmm. talking and talking and talking.
4: Right. I, th- I think that definitely doesn't make her feel any better. I mean, she was going to tell her to hurry but um, she just kind of whispers it to herself like hurry and I think she probably just like stays in the hall just kind of overtaken with the roller coaster of highs and lows a little bit paralyzed
1: fair enough and I think as Dag is perfectly exhibiting I think Razib has gotten the message at this point he is gearing up for an emergency visit in the hallway but uh, Razib, uh Cause I'm always curious about Razib. Is this one of those things where Razib just sort of has a sort of a track on all the senior staff, or is it just certain people, or...
5: If sensors can alert Razib to any strange biological phenomena, and it's all prioritized by senior staff.
3: And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Razib, you were actively monitoring Stetco um, because of the initial... The with sinine
1: yeah. stuff. Mhm. Mhm. So yeah, like I think after a dramatic pause. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
5: Mm-hmm. I was saying from like five episodes ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We like callbacks. But uh, after a dramatically appropriate amount of time has passed, uh, Stetco, as you're sort mm-hmm. of getting hold of yourself, you hear three legs approaching you, and you look up, and you see Major Razib joining you in the hallway.
4: Amanda. Yes.
5: I was alerted to uh, distressing medical readouts. Are you feeling okay?
4: No. Well, there's... It's... I'm just... There's something here. With hmm. us. I'm
5: going to do a scan. I want to make sure that... Uh, You're not suffering from any weird caffeine related ailments.
4: That was my first thought, too. But I was picking up the worst feeling feeling of dread. And then just like that, it flipped. And oh, I feel sick. (laughs) She's going to look for like the closest.
5: He'll put a third arm out to steady her. Oh, no. Just the the cleaners will get rid of it. It's fine. Little hallway bots they're sure
4: one to pass she's, through. She's definitely going to try and find a container to, to do it. In. Like, she wouldn't leave it for
1: a little tiny Anyone, machine. You? you open up one of the doors nearby, and it's mm-hmm. literally just someone's quarters that they're not in. And you just grab their waste bucket, hurl into it, and put yep. it back.
4: Yeah. Oh. She does that. Yeah, I you think can... she kind of stays down. She's like, oh, god.
5: Computer, quarantine room three nine one two for medical analysis.
1: Dorothy's voice comes over. Um, yeah, sure. Major Zeb is is something. Are we talking about a a disease I should know about?
5: No, I'm just curious.
1: All right. Um, thank. Real quick, while I've got you, you you are keeping an eye on um, on rash, right?
5: Rash's vitals are within standard parameters.
1: Okay, cool, because uh, she's been up to the bridge like three times. She's run in, screamed something incoherent, and then run out, but she's always left behind a pad, which, I'm gonna be honest, I'm, I'm trying to process them myself, and I I, I don't understand half of
5: it. It's a slow day. If you'll excuse me, the ship's XO is uh, in uh, distress and requires my services. Oh, go ahead, sorry.
4: So, jam, was yes. there only two? Or has it been kind of like a steady pace of waves? Or was Not it? Not quite yet. The two it's only so just far. the two. Okay. She's um Yeah, she's like leaning against the wall, just kind of like oh I need some water
5: with me and he'll put two arms out to mm-hmm. steady on while the third arm is running an analysis hold on i need to look into your eye like flashes a light into your pupil <laughs> interesting at the sick bay we go
1: Not and sure as you're escorting do. them back <clears throat> um we're actually going to jump scenes real quick we need to establish what the away team is doing in this moment so away team again second wave has just passed your sensors have all gone kaput uh, maybe even a few sparks and some rocks from the ceiling if you catch my drift standard issue rocks good mm-hmm. so
0: Russ is very frantically trying to reset the sensors to regain some sort of control over the ship's you know eyes and ears mm-hmm. um, what can I do to make a check for that
1: I would say you could do a control and engineering. The only problem is, is I would set this at a difficulty of five based on the le- severity of the wave. Um, but I would tell you, you did get a momentum from chat. So I do believe you are up to four momentum total.
0: Cool. I'm going to spend three momentum to roll four dice. Two. I'm going to do a, you said control.
1: Control. Can and I engineering. make a suggestion? Yeah, what, what's up?
3: We spend to momentum to create an advantage that while these sensors are out the subspace relay is still active and we can actually patch sensor control through the subspace relay to at least um, if we can't get full navigational sensors back we can home in on the ship's position and sort of fly by wire
0: okay with that
1: which may lower the difficulty it would it would bring it down probably to a three all things considered
0: uh i'm going to spend a determination and a momentum so i'll be rolling two dice have two successes i only need one more success and which value uh, so so russ stands up and i'm going to call upon more than whiskers in a tail no touch only pets so the captain (laughs) leans over to be like hey what if you didn't he's like no captain i have these And then Zeth is just, I don't know, you probably just look angry, which is normal for you. That's fine. And he's like, don't even say anything. I have this, I'm fine. This is exactly what I was brought on board the ship for. I'm so excited to fix these things. Gation and Federation stuff. And he just starts rambling. And then he just starts like ripping panels apart, putting things together. Like you hear clanging, like sounds you probably shouldn't hear as he's like running around behind a console and uh we're gonna see what happens i also have power systems as a focus we're and i would like to call up here. on that yeah so let's we're get apply. weird um it's gonna be control and engineering uh 2d
1: 20 with a focus Skidongle. wow i don't know how you keep doing oh. this but <laughs> all right that's six successes meaning you get three momentum <laughs> right back
0: he shoves and...
1: two comically large sized power cables
0: together. Like, does it make sense? Just when you hear everything come back on.
1: Yeah, I fixed it, Captain. We have full sensors back. That all happens as is true.
3: Well, well done, Russ. Uh, I'm going to set us a, a course back to the ship before they go out again. And yeah, I'll set a course back to Euthenia at uh, full impulse.
0: Looking happy tail
1: so we're now going to transition ironically enough back to sick bay where we started the session and uh razeeb uh what biobed are you going to take stetco to you're going to take him to the main operating theater you're going to take him to uh the standard sort of ward where, where are you taking stetco
5: um if i may permit to move stetco's token I'm
1: uh going.
5: yeah just go here just go there all right yep uh, Mm. All right, Commander, these lights may be a little bright, but they're going to give me an analysis of your cerebral innards. It's
4: the first time for everything, I guess. I
5: found that a lot of the patients don't like the babble, so I just try to simplify it.
4: Less talking, please.
5: And Razib will try to think
1: at her. <laughs> Remind me uh, real quick, Watney, because I always forget is she a telepath or an empath? She's I always an forget. Empath. Okay, then I was so... going to say, if you were a telepath you would have picked that up, but if you're just an empath, then no, you do not get what Razeev is thinking.
4: Yep. Ah, definitely well, not.
5: Cool. <laughs> and he smiles, he goes, oh, at least that's normal. Right. Um, H can I do a uh, reading? Uh, yeah. Get a read uh, on, if you want to uh, give me a
1: uh, let's call files. this let's call this a reason medicine difficulty of zero. Just gave you free momentum here.
5: Okay, I'm going to use emergency medicine because what apply? We're in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Even medicine.
1: there you go you're capped on momentum with that so Razib, uh what you're noticing is that there's a degradation in her neural pathways which is basically medical babble for shit's messed up yo um, mm-hmm. long story short this is the equivalent of putting diesel gas in a normal car if you know how bad that is and if you don't I can make another colorful metaphor
5: hmm. I, that's a, a bad
1: thing Is
5: there there any way that I can know if this is related to the caffeine tincture?
1: Oh, well, that I can tell you straight up. It's not related to the caffeine at all. Razeeb has one
5: hand scratching
1: his temple,
5: another hand with a pad, and another hand with a hypo that he's rigorously trying to adjust. And he sort of mumbles to himself, like, demyelination is not a symptom of this. Oh. Well, still demyelination, that's incredible. All right, we're gonna have to get you a uh, catalyst. Um, I don't know if this is hurt. if this is going to hurt. So if it does, please tell me and I'll add it to the medical journals.
4: Okay. So she's basically like feeling like motion sickness times 10 times 20. So she's pretty incoherent and probably like sweating and clammy a bit.
5: And Razib will carefully lie her down into the reclined bed and then ask the computer to lower the light level. And he will inject her with a myelination catalyst, which should hopefully undo the uh, scrambled circuits in your brain.
1: And thanks to Star Trek science and medical technology, yeah, after about two, three minutes of waiting, Stetco, the world is stopping it's no longer spinning you can actually see straight the pressure that you felt in your body is lifting you are returning to normal
4: Hmm. so yeah in the coming out of the vertigo ish state i would say her cheeks like flush again and she's feeling much better thanks doc Of of course what happened you
5: suffered a very, very weird uh, demyelination of some neural pathways. But, uh, yeah, we injected you with a catalyst, and the fatty tissues did their job, so you should be right as rain,
1: as they say.
4: Any other impasse on the roster?
1: I and I'm going to spend two threat to make the complication that right as you say that, Stetco, um people begin pouring in. I don't say people as in just, you know, as a descriptor. I mean literally 20, 30, 40 people suddenly rush in as they're escorting or carrying or dragging uh, telepathic, empathic, anybody who has any inclination towards being a psionic is being brought into sickbay at this point.
5: Oh no. You would see Razib's normally slit eyes suddenly dilate to almost all black. And since we were in the war together, you recognize that this is like full tactical analysis mode. Uh, his hand goes to his comm badge, uh, emergency medical personnel to sick bay, computer activate all emergency medical holograms. Uh, Statco, take this with you. If you feel it again, just you know, zap yourself in the throat. I got work to do. Can I help? I think you were part of the mission with Rash.
4: Right, Rash. Okay, got it, she grabs it. And then she's going to
5: go. he goes, wait. Mm -hmm. And he gets another vial and tosses it and says, use that for rash just in case.
4: Thanks, Doc.
5: He will start getting busy.
1: So uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to do a little bit of a vignette, a little bit of a time pass montage where we see the escort uh, flying back towards the ship at this point. But what we notice is as the Escort comes into land on the uh, starboard side hangar bay, as you kind of come around and the camera pans over, we see that almost three decks have been ripped apart in order for the Wave Motion Gun, the super weapon technology from Visette's ship, is being carefully dragged into a space which probably was at one point a nice lounge maybe a few cargo bays but you notice that it is in line with the deflector and you see again all manner of support craft you see people uh, EVA'ing dragging uh, this core in very carefully and as you enter into the actual bay uh William, Saras, and Vizeth, um meeting you is Dorothy and let me change it to this map but yeah uh, as uh, you step off your escort again uh, Dorothy is there waiting for you and I would say that you probably haven't seen Dorothy like super nervous before so this might be a little bit weird but she's kind of almost bouncing from toe to -to toe here Um, and she just kind of looks at you and goes um Captain uh, you saw what rash is doing right i did as a matter of fact i ordered it well well i'm not questioning that sir i i, I just question um i are you gonna leave it like that oh no okay um because you know i'm sort of the ship and it feels weird like not in a existential problem weird but still weird
3: I hadn't even considered that. We'll once this gets added, we'll get it
1: plated in as, as fast as we can. Okay. Um, uh, there was actually a little bit of good news. Um, and as she pauses mid conversation, you see uh, coming into the shuttle bay, literally from the force field, is Commander Rash, and she's of course in an EV suit, but she. Quite literally thrusts into the bay, stops before Dorothy, says, I've got it. You know what? I know exactly how we're getting you into the exocomp. And she spits out a bunch of techno babble and says, all right, you take that. You do you. I'm going to go back and do what I was doing. And then Rash, as soon as she came, leaves just the same way. And Dorothy kind of looks at you all like, that just happened, right? I imagine so.
2: Uh,
3: Well... Dorothy, I'll be on the bridge. Um, Russ, if you can get a word out of Commander
6: Rash, maybe you can assist her with some of this. Uh, Vizeth, you'll
3: come with me.
0: Very good, Captain.
6: You would not rather me assist the engineer in the appropriation of technology from my vessel? If time permits, but for now,
3: I have some questions.
6: Understandable. will simply follow after him.
1: Yeah, so before we do a fun little scene with Saras and uh, with Rash, um, Williams, <laughs> do you want to do this on the bridge, or do you want to do this in your ready room? Uh, probably my ready room. Ready room. All right. So we cut to the Euthynia's ready room, where, Williams, you step in, and Vizeth, uh, you, of course, walk in, and there's a table immediately to your left. Uh, behind that is a couch, You see the two chairs before a desk that is anchored to the wall there's a rolly chair behind that actually looks rather comfortable there's a plant in the corner whether it's fake or it's real you're not really sure and then uh remind me uh aaron does uh williams have any fish uh no no Hmm. no uh no
3: animals um just the plant and memorabilia from uh luna specifically pertaining to the um apollo missions
6: Okay. and i, he'll that, uh, I was going to say Vizeth, following after him is just going to actually not take a seat but will stand ramrod straight between the two chairs slightly in front of the desk um, williams will actually
3: head over to the replicator and order a uh, coffee black
1: Um, And I'm going to spend two threat to create the complication that when you do, uh, the computer actually says, I'm sorry, all caffeine has been banned by the CMO. Water, eight degrees Celsius. Spits it out, It's cold as you want it. And um, he'll turn to Vizeth,
3: uh, can I get you anything?
6: No, my species goes for extended periods without requiring consumption of nutrients. It seems wise of your medical officer to ban the use of stimulants at this juncture, however, that was prudent of him.
3: Uh, Major Razib is one of the most practical minded physicians I've ever met. And um, I believe we'll we'll take a seat and. um, look at Vizeth and say, well, I appreciate the formality, but feel free to sit if you want to. I don't. Good, then I'll get straight to the point. There are clearly things you're not telling me. That's fine if they're not relevant to our present situation. But one thing I do need to know is, what are you good for?
6: Was a tactical officer on board my former vessel, I wish that I had been available to assist them in the conflict that claimed their lives. Not that it likely would have done us any good. I am multi-talented. However, if you wish me to assist in your sickbay, I will familiarize myself with the anatomy of the species on board this vessel. I will also submit myself to the command of your engineer to aid in her field, if that is what you would prefer. Well,
3: how much do you know about this region of space?
6: My vessel, before its destruction, was using this area of space to execute faints, hit and run attacks against my people in an effort to blunt their expansion. We have become, he winces actually, looking down at the ground, we had become familiar with it.
2: Well,
3: you seem to have a broad assortment of skills, and I think in time I'll make use of them all for now. If we're going to be fighting your people, I'll need a tactical officer that understands them and how best to counter their aggression going forward though that to be pure prudent captain thank you going forward as well i'd like your assistance in identifying potential trouble spots along our route back home and helping us avoid any unnecessary complications
6: captain as you may have noticed that's what i've been trying to do You noted correctly that there are things that I have not shared. Those are complications. They don't concern you, and you should not concern yourself with them.
3: Perhaps. One thing you may find when we get some downtime. My people and many of the species of the Federation find it impossible to resist the good mystery. Right now, I have bigger fish to fry. So, I only have one question. Can you operate under my command, under the command of Commander Stetco, in the roles that we assign you within the parameters of the orders that we assign you.
6: He sort of scratches at the linkage between the bone spurs along the side of his skull and the uh, sort of bulbous uh, cap to his head. I do not believe that I have a choice in the matter, Captain. This ship is my only recourse my people my crew are dead I would not join with the SO or the Demith. I am a demon to them I have no choice but to conform to your expectations and ingratiate myself to you by performing whatever duties you assign you are this ship is the only place that I have to go if you'll let me stay.
1: And Captain, real quick, mm-hmm. on your yeah. computer terminal, mm-hmm. uh, you see a message from Dorothy text only that says, do you mind if I pop in? And, yeah, I think the, the captain won't respond on the pad, he'll just state out loud, come in Dorothy.
2: Alright.
1: So Dorothy uh, materializes, uh, not near you, Vizeth, but sort of behind Captain Williams and as she materializes she kind of almost kind of tuts at you you know she kind of has her hands on her hips and says vzeth, vzeth, vzeth. I know that you don't like me as an AI but there's one thing you need to understand about these silly humans you always have a choice and I probably just stole the captain's thunder but you always have a choice
3: she's right vzeth. once this current crisis is abated if you want to go on your way i'll allow you to use one of my escorts you can part with us and go wherever you wish i won't keep you here if you don't desire to be here right now if to you i'm an ally of convenience or necessity then so be it but I'm offering you more than safe harbor. I'm offering to allow you to join my crew and to learn the things that we value and to allow us to learn about you.
6: He thinks about that for a moment it says, that is a spectacularly generous offer that you would provide me with one of your small craft. Unfortunately, it doesn't address the underlying issue. I have nowhere to go. I turned my back on my home and have spent over a decade fighting my own people. I burned bridges. I have nothing but ...loss left behind me. It's best that I move forward. Well...
3: ...we're certainly going to be doing that. So... ...if you're willing... ...again, I won't force you, but if you're willing... ...I'll offer you a provisional rank... ...among the crew... ...and I'll assign you responsibilities principally as a tactical officer, and likewise I believe as
6: a, an intelligence specialist for this region of space. That would be an acceptable assignment, Captain. And given what I've seen of your command structure, I understand the necessity of integrating myself within it in whatever role you deem appropriate. And then before allowing the captain to respond, he's actually going to turn over to Dorothy. And I assume that she has some kind of uh, designation of rank now that she has become a yeoman.
1: She does. uh, I think, what what did we decide? We decided she was a a, half pip. Yeah, it's a half pip. And I think actually as you look at her, she kind of snaps her fingers and a similar black pip and a com badge materializes in her palm and she says, it's yours if you want it.
6: And he'll take a step forward towards Dorothy, extend his hand, and wait for her to put it within, her hand, within his hand.
1: Yeah, she meets you halfway and happily hands it over and says, Okay, uh, Captain, I know you probably have a big speech plan, but there's a reason I dropped in. Vizeth, if I remember correctly, you said that your people don't really use artificial intelligence. Is that correct?
6: It is not a technology we've explored Though, allow me to correct one misapprehension on your part. I have no antipathy towards you.
1: Well, that's actually kind of nice. Well, the reason I ask is because, uh, Captain, you know those words that Rash spoke? Well, I kind of want you to see this. Getting into the exocomp. She snaps her fingers, and the door to your ready room opens, and a little green exocomp floats in. dorothy and dorothy
2: Mm -hmm.
3: are you fully integrated with each other at the
1: moment but the reason i do this is because vizeth i want to know more about your people's computer architecture can i interface with it remotely or am i gonna have to get my exocomp body on site
6: given the extensive damage to my vessel, and Vizeth is actually going to start circling the exocomp, examining it, and it's, uh, I guess, the micro-replicator that's installed in its forefront. Mm -hmm. It is likely that you would need to access the computer core directly, although circumventing the damaged portions of the vessel would be rather difficult.
1: It's the beauty of this little machine. It can go almost anywhere.
6: Is it possessed of all your cognitive faculties?
1: Not quite, but it'll do in a pinch.
6: Does it disturb you that everything you are can be reduced down to coding?
1: I mean, in a way, everybody's coding. I mean, for Z was here, he'd tell you he's you're just a pile of neur- uh, neurons snapping at each other, or your a bunch of chemical processes, or something poignant. I'm not really a, sci- a science or a medical person, which again, might sound weird because I'm the ship. But anyway, my point being, I think it's not so much what your programming tells you you have to be, it's what you make of your programming.
6: That's a very optimistic outlook on our ability to transcend fundamental nature of what we are regardless you should be able to access the computer core directly it may wonderful. be necessary for you to do so
1: wonderful and right as you said the magic words of transcending the mental abilities we are now going to cut to a very special room that i actually have to give a quick shout out here to uh, i believe it's techno nerd is his handle oh, is it is it, good? Um, is it ready it's it's ready uh this yeah. is something that techno nerd Uh, developed for me. Um, I literally told them I needed this room done, and they had it done within, I think, a few hours. They were that excited. But where we're going now is Commander Sarus and Commander Stetko. You're in EV suits, you're walking into the space that the Wave Motion Gun has been installed, and what you see is, well, the Wave Motion Core. Now, it has been sort of kitaboshed between Federation Technology and Virgoron Technology, in that half of the machine is Federation and half of it is Vergeron. but sort of bridging the gap is almost like a drill-like core in which uh, you see a multitude of EPS conduits and relays just sort of streaming in to a focal point that then feeds into the actual core itself that generates all the energy, et cetera, et cetera. And what you see is that, again, there are a numeral, There are just numbers of people welding things in place, running wires. And in all of the chaos is Commander Rash uh, currently at the main console, which is showing a readout and a display of the wave motion readiness. And as you two approach, she actually kind of turns and says, I'm glad you two are here. I have something very special for the both of you. Let's see it, Rush. And with a smile, she kind of grandiosely pre- presents the wave motion gun and says, it's great, right? You know, did a good job. I mean, yeah, we can still sort of see out to space. And you look past the gun and you see that the whole side of the ship is just empty right now. You can see out into space. Um, we'll, we'll get that patched in eventually. But but here's the thing. Saras so how, how good are you at deflector technology? It is something I am very familiar with. What do you ask? Well, that's the best part. And she produces two buttons. And she says, this blue one, this blue one here, in my left hand. That's a wave motion shield. It'll block anything. I mean, anything. The red button? That's going to shoot the gun itself and it'll destroy anything. Well, almost anything. Don't know if it would work on a queue. But I need help actually wiring these two buttons in, and I think you and go are perfect for that. Lead the way, Commander. All right, so see the panel over there? I need you, and she begins a long description of what you need to do, but you actually comprehend it. It's it's within your wheelhouse. Um, But, uh, what I'm going to say is that during this process, you start to both notice that Rash is, if you didn't already pick up on my voice, she's starting to slow down. You know, she's kind of coming down off the high, and you notice she's moving more sluggish, she's not giving as many orders, and it actually gets to the point where, you know, you finish a set of instructions, and you look over and Rash is kind of, like, gripping the railing and almost doubled over trying to stay, you know, stay upright at this point.
4: Uh, so, so Stekko would certainly try and support her if she was physically becoming weaker. Um, do you need me to call Razib?
1: No, it just, it's wearing off too quickly. I, you know Icarus, right? You know, flying too close to the sun and all that. Uh, you know, it was crazy to think I could capture it a second time and not suffer any adverse effects.
4: What do they call that, uh? chasing the dragon?
1: Something like that, yeah. Uh, Seras, you understand most of the theory at this point, yeah? You have done a brilliant job of explaining it. It would be hard for me not to comprehend. Okay. Because, uh... I think it's in your hands now, buddy. And then she goes limp. She is unconscious.
4: Okay. Yeah, Seko's gonna catch her.
0: Good night, little crazy red-headed lady. And so Russ will turn over to the wave motion gun and begin a second analysis to make sure it's not going to blow up the ship.
1: So long story short, because I do want the mechanics to be something that is on stream so that if we ever have to go back and reference it, we have a copy of it. Here's how the wave motion gun works. You have two buttons. You have a shield and you have a cannon. The shield, when I say it blocks anything, it blocks anything anything it blocks one attack one planet slamming into you one thing one thing only it lasts for one attack so you can't say get shot once use the shield get shot a second time use the shield again you only get to use it once per charge the cannon does a ludicrous amount of damage i'm not actually going to give it a number because we would just be rolling twenty thousand challenge dice and it wouldn't really mean anything it'll destroy anything Now, if you aim it at a planet or a moon, I'll actually decide how much of the planet or the moon blows up, but it's a, you know, it's a very special cannon. Now, the limiter to this is a material we referenced last time. It is Boronite, and Boronite is extremely, extremely rare. And if you don't have Boronite when you fire or push the shield button, then you are going to suffer almost immediately seven breaches. So keep that in mind and I can change that number with threat up or down. So just keep in mind that also if you do fire without Boronite you can still fire without Boronite or you can still shield without Boronite but you also lose all of your power instantly meaning you go to zero power which if you're in starship combat means no shields nothing of that nature. So any questions on that?
4: Was there a large amount of Boronite on the original ship?
1: You have two units currently. You have two, two charges of this weapon.
4: Okay, gotcha. So
1: use it wisely is what I would tell you.
4: It can't blow up the whole galaxy.
1: Nah, Yet. can't do that.
4: Yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the other thing I'm going to tell you, uh, Saras, is that you kind of understand the wave motion gun. I mean, you understand that it basically uses micro black holes and their evaporation rate to take all the energy and shunt it out the front of the deflector. You have no idea how the wave motion shield works. Like, whatever rash is done with the shield, you you have zero idea. I mean, you can look at it and go, yeah, that's a shield, but how it works, you you have no idea.
2: Okay.
0: I, it's not going to blow up the ship, though, right?
4: Probably not. We're not using it yet, are
1: we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that'll be the mechanics portion. But in character, again, Sirus, you have command of engineering at the moment. What do you want to do with it? Oh. Commander soros to the captain.
0: Go ahead, Russ. The wave motion gun is completed and functioning. Unfortunately, we have only two charges. Uh, Well, we could fire it a third time, but it would deal an insane amount of damage to the ship. Also, Commander Ash is currently out of commission and will be for, he looks to Commander Stetko. How long?
4: Until further notice.
0: Until further notice, Captain.
4: I'm taking her to her quarters to so she can rest, and I was going to let Razib know. With your permission,
0: Captain, I would like to take command of the engineering bay, uh, as well as the wave motion gun, for the duration of this encounter.
3: That's a prudent move, Russ. Uh, please,
1: by all means. Thank you, Captain. Uh,
4: hey, hey Wade. Si- yeah. It's time. Oh. <laughs> um she's kind of mid-sentence saying shouldn't possess be involved with the firing of his own but then she like stops and and uh rash kind of slacks a bit as she catches her once more and studies herself she's like sir better i think i think they're here
1: all hands. Battle stations. And as warning clocks and sound, red alert goes across the ship. That's where we're going to take our five to ten minute break. So we'll be back shortly, everybody. Stick around. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of session seven of Star Trek Euthenia. Uh, the ship has hit the fan because, um, well, the Vergeron are here. And the Vergeron are here in style Specifically because on the edge of the system that the Euthenia is currently in, the same system that is home to the Esso and the Demith, there is what is known as a Vergeron Eradicator. Now, if you've never heard of an Eradicator before, well done, you are watching this in chronological order, but uh, what I would say is that an Eradicator is basically a flying claw or a a flying talon, where there is a... Nova class sized uh, top to this thing. So kind of a a circular oval which then from underneath extends a wicked looking talon or wicked looking claw that trails down uh, to the point that it would dwarf even a Borg cube. So this thing is large. It's very large. And it has just entered into the system and is currently uh, trying to scan and see what is there. And, of course, everyone on the Euthenia at this point, um, you all are at your stations, uh, you all are in command of your various departments, and you do have your fighter wings scrambled if you need them, because you did call for red alert, and that is part of standard procedure. But, yeah, that's the scene we're entering into. We'll let you guys take it away. All right. Uh, I think the first thing that I'd like to do is
3: open a hailing frequency, because we have to try to make a peaceful resolution before we take the gloves off, even if we know it won't work.
1: So I actually have a question for Vizev. Would you have given them your communication channel frequency numbers, like would you have shared that information? Meaning, are they going to hail just generally, or are they going to actually start on the Vergeron channel?
6: Yeah. Um, I would have given it to them, but in recognition of the fact that these were codes that had been uh, used by, I guess, a rebel vessel. So it would be recognized as such in all likelihood. They don't have access to the updated codes from the
1: fleet. It's an outdated code, sir. It'll check out. So, yes. All right. So, again, the question now goes back to Williams. Do you want to use the outdated codes or do you want to go on a normal frequency? Nope. Uh, General... Starfleet hailing frequency. Alright. So, you send out one hail, nothing. Two hail, nothing. You send out a third, and you're starting to think, it's not gonna happen. You actually get a call, or you actually get a uh, a pickup, right as the third is about to end. And appearing on screen is an individual that's not unlike Vizeth. only there's a key difference. Vazeth's skin is blue, or some form of azure, anyway. The Vergeron that's being displayed on you on the view screen is noticeably red. I mean, almost rose red or a deep crimson, as it were. And those silver, sort of bone-like protrusions or that sort of exoskeleton, again, for Vizeth, it's silver. For these guys, it's gold. And as you look at this Vergeroth or Vergeron, they look back at you and they simply say, You are not needed in this system. Please vacate immediately. Fergeron
3: Vessel, this is Captain R.J. Williams of the Federation Starship Euthenia. Your presence here is a violation of Esso and Dimith Sovereignty. You are hereby ordered to vacate this system immediately. Do you understand?
1: There's silence. The calm cuts and dorothy reports um fazeth what does it look like when they're about to fire
6: like your current sensor readings
1: okay i just wanted to be sure evasive maneuvers please so i need to know who's at the helm right now is it a random ensign or is it one of you i mean i would hope that we would have a good competent ensign that is This is their job, and this is what they're good at. Well, again, the reason I ask is because this is going to be an extremely important role, whether you dodge a wave motion gunshot,
6: So, Stetko has a con of four. The captain could take this, you
1: know. <clears throat> there
6: are people with determination here that could do this. Yes, that's very, very true. I
1: need to know nominate, who's doing
3: it. I nominate, nominate, Stetko. nominate what? Stetko. What? What?
4: What? yes
6: please I mean, right, fine she
4: she taps the shoulder of whoever's on the con and says just like nods and they would get
1: up and she Ensign gets the see. hell out of the way just almost vacates dusts it off and says all yours commander
4: yep so what am I rolling
1: alright so I'm gonna lay everything out so that we're very clear on this it is a daring and a con the ship will assist you with an engines and con it will be a difficulty of six. Note that it's not five; it is six. Meaning that technically, it's supposed to be impossible. The mythical, the mythical impossible role. can do this. You can. Yes, you, you can. can. You have full momentum right now. You are at six momentum. From what you I remember. You have determination. You have <laughs> determination. Dump it. Um, got assists. Yep. Direct task from the captain, perhaps, if that's possible. And tap a uh, value. All right, yeah. Tap a value for determination. What's you thinking?
4: Trust me.
1: Trust me. It's oh, a very good one. Yeah, yeah that's a good it. one. All right. Um, and then, how many additional dice do you want to roll? Do you want to roll as one many addition? as
4: the group will let me?
1: All of them. <laughs> All right. So you're going to spend five momentum then to momentum roll four is yours, dice. Total.
4: Commander. Rolling four um, dice. Mm-hmm. I have. I tap. Trust me. I have. um Well, it's not energy-based small arms technology (laughs) Mm. um
6: escape and avoidance do you
4: have that i don't have that i have starship weapon systems
1: Mm, No, i need starship propulsion for this one
4: yeah i don't have that that's why i was nervous i don't really have any like maneuverability
1: that is we're not looking for we're just looking for
3: successes that's all games you know they don't have to be games of chance boy this is
1: the most dangerous game of all this is I'll, I'll give you games of chance chicken. I'll give okay, you I'm, game of chance it's, um, you are literally playing chicken and Russian roulette rolled into one
4: okay got it daring con four dice yes focus there and
3: GM since I ordered that I'd like to assist her using my command discipline presence command alright um and this will tie in with my advisor talent, so that'll allow her to reroll one 1d20 if she's... if she rolls something that's
6: not so good. And the ship is Engines Con?
1: Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, well, there's two successes. You're technically up to four. Okay, okay. Here's the good news. You have the six you need you have the six you need but there are two complications on the board right she now can, so she can re, she can she re- can reroll one, one of those with can reroll one spend yes. momentum to reroll the other one no you can't it's a it's a determination to to reroll it really um, yeah you're thinking of fallout I, fallout is the one that you can can't, spend the ap to reroll can i give her my can't i give her my determination you could yeah you are in contact with her so yeah. she could technically reroll as many reroll of those dice those. as she wants yeah yeah. I
4: will re-roll both of them. Okay. How do I do
1: that? Uh <laughs> ah, just Was roll another daring con difficulty of or not a difficulty. Just two just dice two and dice. two
4: dice.
1: Still yeah, with a focus, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Okay. I
4: mean,
3: that's um so she yeah. also still she also still gets a reroll from my advisor. Time. No, you
1: don't get to stack them. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never let you stack them ever. <laughs>
5: But that's eight successes instead of that six. That is eight successes. And only so one complication.
1: Yeah. You do get two momentum back. And all right, narratively. So Watney, what I'm gonna tell you is you're gonna get clipped by the thing. But how would you like to describe the ship maneuvering to dodge out of the way of this incoming beam of death?
4: Um She just goes like hard right. Hard right? Okay.
1: So we see the Euthenia uh, pitching. It's, it's a
4: huge like how, like how what's the circumference we're talking about?
1: Uh, Australia. For, for the audience. Australia okay. sized, yeah. Well, I think we did pretty so well. Should she
4: like warp or something to get <laughs> yeah, out of Yeah, that's what it. I'm
1: thinking. Maybe <laughs> you micro-warp do a micro warp jump where you just quickly jump to warp and just a quick burst. And then you lurch hard to the right as mm-hmm. uh, the Euthenia dodges out of the way of the beam. But what we see is that part of the Left side of the ship, just the very, very edge of it is clipped. And almost immediately, um, Dorothy, uh, who has materialized, lets out a actual cry of pain as all across the ship, in sick bay, in the wave motion gun chamber, in main engineering, consoles blow out, ensigns go flying over bulkheads, you know, sort of lots of things begin to breach. And what I'm going to tell you is that's going to be two breaches to structure. Um, so do make a note of that Um, but you did dodge out of the way and in fact once everything stops throwing a fit and things return to quote unquote normal uh, you're still standing the ship is still here
4: sorry sir best case scenario
3: agreed commander well done
0: William Cesarus Yes, Captain. Uh, The whole ship just shook. What happened? Well, they... We
3: we were almost hit by... I think you know. Oh, then we should fight her back, Captain. Precisely why I'm calling, Russ. Is the weapon still functioning? Yes, Captain. Perfect. Please transfer fire control to the tactical station on the bridge. Boop-boop!
1: is done, Captain. Before you do the boop-blip, Sir Russ, as you do the boop-blip controls aren't responding. You blue blip again, they're still not responding. What? Appearing on the screen is a single message. It says, shoot the black hole. Love I. Love is strangely I?
0: strangely ominous, but if I've learned anything in my years as a scientist, hey, when there are ominous,
1: strange messages, do it. So Russ will target the black hole and fire. Okay. So Vazeth, you would see that So Russ is trying to shoot the black hole. Would you stop him?
6: I would absolutely attempt to do so. And I would also inform the captain of that. Captain, the engineering section is subverting the wave motion cannon. They're targeting the black hole. And yeah, the captain will slap his combat again.
0: Russ, what are you doing? Captain, it is hard to explain, but I've just received the message. It said to shoot the black hole. And I do not know why, but I believe we should listen to it.
3: Major Razib, this is the captain. Please report to the firing chamber for the wave motion cannon. I believe Commander Russ may be incapacitated.
5: On my way.
0: Uh, captain, I am completely fine.
3: <laughs> Russ, we have a definite target in front of us.
4: Was there a signature on this message? It
0: simply said,
4: I.
3: I is in the letter or eye.
0: GM. I is the letter. I is in the letter.
4: Well, I only know one Ignatrix, sir.
3: Damn. All right, Russ. That order's confirmed. Vizeth, prepare to fire on that black hole.
1: And Vizeth, you know that's a good thing. Well, maybe not the best thing, but it's still a good thing. It's a thing. It's a thing to do.
6: Then I guess that he would bring up the target controls and lock onto the black hole.
1: All right. So for those of you in roll 20, uh, I'm going to actually play a little bit of a sound effect that as you push the red button, a little firing control uh, pops up and a joystick uh, with a trigger literally pops up and you take it in hand. And as you move the ship using thrusters only as the Euthenia turns to look at the micro black hole, everything begins to build. A loud hum begins to play throughout the ship. You line up your sights best you can. Everything reaches a crescendo. You're almost there. A little bit more to the right, a little bit more to the left. Perfect. And now we unleash hell itself. And a literal beam of death lances out from the Euthenius deflector dish. It eviscerates the rock and debris that were between you and the micro black hole. It strikes the, macro, the micro black hole and erases it from existence. As in, you couldn't tell it was ever there to begin with. And as everything sort of winds down, as the glow... Uh, coming from the exterior of the wave motion gun uh, they, again you can see through the hull of the ship as everything winds down I think Dorothy kind of looks around and goes holy fucking shit what the hell did we just shoot language sorry sorry sir hail the Virgaron. Um, sir they're leaving So much the better.
5: And. to Captain, I'm in the firing chamber. I Uh, believe I may have gotten here a little too late, though. It's already been discharged.
0: Commander Soros reporting to the medical doctor for examination.
3: It's quite all right, Major. I think we may have just dodged a bullet. and williams just sort of look at Stetco and go you know she's almost annoying
4: this i'll uh i'll let it slide if you do
3: she ranks us both technically Well, I think we're just gonna have to swallow this one. And... She knew we were going to be out here.
4: I'm really not good with like the whole timey-wimey stuff, but...
3: Yeah, C double minus.
4: D double plus. Vizeth? specialist.
6: Yes, commander. Well done. Indeed. The targeting systems were well calibrated.
1: Dorothy, are you all right? Um, yeah, I think I'm okay. Um, Stecko
4: runs down the stairs go check on her. I'm so sorry. No, I'm you're... so sorry I didn't dodge completely.
1: No, it's it's okay. I mean, I'm just a ship. I can be repaired. But, uh... And she, it, you and know, that. on the view screen, she changes it just enough to look at where the black hole was. Well, I, uh, You know, watching my language this time, what did we shoot? What was that? It, whatever it was, it made the Vergeron run. Or... Give up. I, I don't understand. What was the significance of this thing?
6: I assume that you're all just looking over at Vizette.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's just looking yeah. at it I, yeah, I think like, even the if Viset's <laughs> on the lower level, like the captain's even like leaning over the Oh, like everybody on the bridge is just looking at you at this point. Everybody.
4: Yeah. Make it awkward.
1: My people may
6: have had secondary motives for attempting to recapture this system. You didn't actually think that impulse vessels drove them off in the first place, did you? But the Demith and the SO. Their technology was woefully inadequate to the task of defeating us.
3: Judging from your weapons technology, that's evident.
6: There was another enemy that actually drove us off from this place. And it seems that I misjudged my people's intentions. With that threat gone, They've departed, at least for now. Well.
3: Notify the Demith and the SO He'll say to some ensign who's at the communications console, uh, the Virgoron are departing, and Euthynia will be entering an equidistant orbit between their two worlds we'll invite delegations from both peoples to discuss a prospective defensive alliance between them to aid in resisting any future virgoron aggression
1: that's in reports back uh, yes sir um actually you're, you're not gonna believe this uh there's an esso ship bailing at us as high as it can go uh Apparently a High Chancellor Bob is on board. He says he wants to come and meet you in person. Of course. Uh, please clear him
3: uh, clear him to come aboard. Uh, Transporter room one. Please, uh, Commander, if you're sure Dorothy's all right, would you go and greet our gra- guest? And Vizeth, I'd like you to go as well.
4: Hmm.
6: If that's an order, Captain, I will. But I would suggest that it might not be wise. Why expose them to me needlessly? Because you helped save them. And they need to know. I think they would need to know that my entire crew died trying to save them
3: then I think you should tell them. That's not an order, however.
6: Your hierarchical command structure is quite strange, Captain. As are your requirements? And he turns over to the commander. Walk with me. Very good, sir.
3: And I think as they do, the captain will tap his comm badge and say... Um, William, this is Russ. Yes, Captain. Nicely done. What do you mean, Captain? Insisting that we act on the message, Russ.
0: It is hard to explain, Captain, but it was... It was a feeling, as though someone else was telling me to follow it. I have never had a feeling like that before, but it did not feel wrong. So I apologize if I acted rashly.
3: Not at all. Your action likely saved the lives of our crew and the Vergeron crew and perhaps the Dumith and Esso races. Again,
0: well, well done. I was only acting as any good Starfleet officer would, Captain. Thank you for your compliment.
1: Good. Well, with that, we're going to enter in just a little bit of a montage. Obviously, you're going to have the SO board. You're going to maybe have a reluctant Demith aboard. You're going to go through all of the, the back and forth. You know, you're going to get them in conference rooms yelling at each other. There's a moment where the High Chancellor Bob tries to eat a Demith. And then there's a moment when Squick comes back and delivers your chair all sparkling clean. And in general, it's one of those Star Trek endings where everybody walks away happy. Um, but before we close out the session proper, um, I have one very, very important scene to handle with Vizeth. So Vizeth, um, unless they want to put you somewhere else, you're actually going to be rooming with a bunch of ensigns. Um, in fact, the uh, same ensigns that Williams bumped up to uh, seen senior staff living, as it were. So uh, you mean Atoll and Mouse? Yes, indeed. So. You're walking into your quarters, you've just been greeted by a mousy-haired ensign, you've been greeted by somebody that looks like Sarus, but is, I think, what did I call him? I think he was Goldenford, where Sarus is more of a silver, or am I mixing that up? Either way, you've met Cation, you've met a you know, scrawny little human, uh, both of them have gone back to their rooms. Uh, from Mouse's room, you're hearing Klingon death metal, which... I'll leave to your discretion whether or not it's something you enjoy. Uh, just silence from uh, a tools uh, room. But as you're looking around and you're sort of getting a lay of the place, um, a woman actually steps out of one of the rooms. Uh, she is odd in that she has black hair that sort of tapers down to a red, and she's wearing the uniform of an ensign. And she simply, you know, kind of walks by and says, oh, hello. Uh, My my name is Void. Uh, What's your name?
6: Vizeth. Are you staying in these quarters as well?
1: Well, yes. uh, Fits four of us all together in this unit. So, um, yeah, I've got the room here and uh, you're down there at the end.
6: Thank you for the direction.
1: Of course. Oh, and uh, in the future, a little more to the right. And you look, she's gone, <laughs> and that's where we're going to end this session today. So, what'd you guys think? Did uh, did all the dread and the the uh, the buildup hopefully pay off? Is the question? Yeah, this one was
4: yeah
3: was a great conclusion to an already fantastic two-parter that became an absolute absolutely phenomenal three-parter absolutely couldn't be
1: happier
4: yep loved it very fun
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i uh i spent way too much time trying to find the perfect sound effect because there's a lot of charging (laughs) sounds but there's not a lot of discharging sounds that have a build-up to them so um yeah i also want to give a shout out to uh, techno nerd again for that lovely wave motion room you'll be seeing more of it in the future um but yeah um Anybody have any comments before I kill the, vi- the f- uh, video for YouTube?
6: I'd just like to say that it's uh, a genuine pleasure to be back and that I really appreciate all the effort that uh, everyone put in to the session. Mike, great sound effects, great material that you created for that. And uh, it's a lovely dynamic that I'm happy to be part of again.
1: Love it. Love it. Cheers. All right. Well, YouTube, this is where I'm going to turn you off. But Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody. But YouTube and podcast, see you later.